This is an Alert USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, May 9th, 2020. This week in security news. On three occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding safety and security matters, most important for this report. On Friday, Alert USA subscribers were notified that an aide to Vice President Pence had tested positive for the COVID-19 coronavirus. That individual, later identified by President Trump as a press person named Katie, turned out to be the vice president's press secretary, Katie Miller. She is married to Stephen Miller, a top aide to President Trump. Katie Miller also serves as a lead press officer for the Coronavirus Task Force, of which Vice President Pence is in charge. The announcement came less than 24 hours after a top military aide to President Trump also tested positive. While the name of this individual has not been made public, White House sources indicate that he or she is in the Navy and is assigned to the White House as a valet to President Trump. According to Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley, the President and the Vice President have since tested negative for the virus and they remain in great health. Listeners are reminded that coronavirus case numbers continue to climb in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area with more than 57,000 confirmed infections and more than 2,600 deaths in the nation's capital and its neighboring states. In related news, this week the publication Military Times revealed that anyone who has previously been hospitalized with COVID-19 will be medically disqualified from joining the military. This according to interim guidance issued by the U.S. Military Entrance Processing Command. The Department of Defense laid out the recommendations in an internal memo which was updated on Wednesday after a previous, more strictly worded guidance document began circulating on social media. That stricter guidance stated the following, quote, During the medical history interview or examination, a history of COVID-19 confirmed by either a laboratory test or a clinician diagnosis is permanently disqualifying. The revised guidance takes a softer line, suggesting that it is not the infection specifically that military officials are concerned about, but the possibility of lingering health complications for recovered patients. As of Friday evening, the U.S. has documented more than 1,273,000 confirmed cases of the coronavirus and more than 76,400 deaths. That's more than 76,400 brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, grandparents, sons, daughters, and close friends all lost to the China virus. Alert USA urges listeners to use common sense as the country slowly begins to reopen for business. Mask up when in crowded public venues and observe the social distancing guidelines, not only for your well-being, but also for that of others. Remember, you can be a carrier of the virus, not feel the slightest bit sick, and still be highly infectious. This poses a particular danger to those groups who are the most vulnerable. Also this week, the National Counterterrorism Center, the Department of Homeland Security, and the FBI have issued a technical note warning that point-of-sale food retailers nationwide, such as supermarkets, super centers, warehouse groceries, gourmet, and convenience stores, may be vulnerable to attacks with chemical or biological materials. Although overall interest in such attack methods is said to remain low, both domestic and international terrorists have promoted attacks against soft targets, including the U.S. food industry at retail locations. Although U.S. authorities have yet to observe a sustained interest in targeting retail food establishments, they may be an attractive target because of their accessibility and the potential for an attack to create significant harm. Violent extremists, possibly to stoke fear, have advocated through online platforms for people to poison or tamper with food in grocery stores. Here are a few examples. In March of this year, U.S.-based violent extremists encouraged followers online to contaminate U.S. food supplies, including food retailers such as grocery stores, 
with COVID-19 by coughing on food. Also in March of this year, ISIS supporters distributed an online magazine encouraging attacks, including poisoning food and water. In January of 2019, ISIS supporters posted a message on social media threatening to poison the food that a member of British royalty purchased at a local supermarket. And in September of 2018, the pro-ISIS media group Muharir al-Ansar published an English-language poster on social media stating the following, quote, O Crusaders, in your food you will find special flavors that we have prepared for you, so wait and behold. You can find more on these and other stories, including a link to the full technical note on chemical and biological threats to food retailers in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, simply visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. The publication is free and will remain that way. AlertUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment, as well as remains in regular contact with federal and state partners regarding the rapidly evolving situation with the coronavirus and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. AlertUSA cautions listeners that the U.S. still faces significant threats from Iran and its proxies in retaliation for the killing of Quds Force Commander Qasem Soleimani. In addition, numerous Islamic State media groups continue their online propaganda campaigns, threatening reprisal attacks for the killing of their leader, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, as well as their efforts to inspire individuals to carry out attacks on their own. As AlertUSA subscribers are regularly reminded, transnational terrorist organizations including the Islamic State and Al-Qaeda continue to urge recruits and followers to adopt easy-to-use tools to target public places and events. Specific tactics have included the use of vehicle ramming, small arms, edged weapons, homemade explosives, and poisons or toxins. Some terrorist groups overseas are using battlefield experiences to pursue new technologies and tactics, such as unmanned aerial systems and chemical agents that could be used outside of conflict zones. Many of these technologies are readily available. Additionally, terrorists continue to target commercial aviation and air cargo, including with concealed explosives. Caution and vigilance are urged. In travel security news, listeners are also reminded that in addition to a U.S. government-issued worldwide caution which warns of the continuing threat of terrorism, political violence, and criminal activity globally, the U.S. State Department has issued a global Level 4 Do Not Travel Health Advisory, urging U.S. citizens to avoid all international travel. As a result, if you are still planning travel abroad, regardless of the destination, AlertUSA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, AlertUSA also recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens as threats, assessments, and travel restrictions can and do vary. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, May 9th, 2020.